Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio, episode 21. I am Matt Sin, and I'm here with my good friend, Chris Cumby. Hello, everyone. There is no Kyle here because he is on vacation. He's going home to see his family. Uh, and we're going to have kind of a quick show for you today. We won't be playing any games at the end just because we've got a hurricane barreling toward us, and I need time to edit. It is also very likely we will not do a SmackDown show tomorrow. If you see one pop up, hey, great, you get an extra show. Uh, but I, I would say don't expect one unless something crazy happens because w- with the hurricane on the way, there's no way we'll have time to record and I'll have time to edit. So uh, today is September 3rd, 2019, and Chris is going to tell you what happened this day in wrestling history. This day in wrestling history. So on September the 3rd, there's not a whole lot going on, just to be honest with you. <laughs> so uh, had to pull uh, had to pull someone way, way, way back. All right. Uh, 35 years ago, 35 years ago today, world-class championship wrestling presented the Labor Day Star Wars. Yes, that's right. Labor Day Star Wars. Okay. Uh, from Fort Worth, Texas. And the featured bout was the Von Erichs, uh, Carrie and Kevin defeating the fabulous Freebirds in a, in the, in a loser leaves town handicap match to win the WCCW six man tag team championship. Wow. I kind of think they should bring back the six man tag team championship. I'm yeah, just saying. It? Like I think there's TNA so many had one for There's so right. many factions, you might as well do it. Yeah. Uh, but this was a way uh well the Von Erichs did win, and this was a way for uh for them to write off the free birds that were going to the WWF. Uh wow. where they didn't where they didn't really last that long there. But um <laughs> But anyways, so just, just that's a big poll 35 years ago. Uh, for those listeners who may be new to wrestling, you need to go back and watch the Von Erichs versus the Fabulous Freebirds because they were two of the best factions ever. They were, but let's talk about the six-man tag titles real quick. They can't even take the regular tag titles seriously. So if they threw on the six-man tag titles, like how much screen time would that get? That's true. I mean, you're right. You're right. It's However, a great idea, but I there's enough. There are well. enough. There are enough factions now that they they could get away with. It. You're right. They've signed everyone under the sun, and they won't let any of them leave because they might go to AEW. So that's right. Yeah. Um. So let's get right into Raw. Let's do it. Let's let's talk about the opening because I thought the opening was was kind of interesting. Um, we actually missed the opening because we were recording the all out review yes uh, last night. And uh, so I had to go back and watch it, and I really enjoyed it. They had a contract signing, which, oh gosh, they're always super boring. But as Seth and, and Braun Strowman were talking to each other, saying their taglines like no human person would actually talk like that, the AJ Styles music hits. And if anyone ever doubted AJ Styles' ability to play a bad guy, they're wrong. Because, oh, yeah. oh boy. This was so good. It was so good. He joked around. He said kawaii we, because obviously he has ties to Japan. He was talking about how it was cute. But my favorite line, it literally made me laugh out loud. He was like, 
why does Braun Strowman get a title shot? Because you looked at your title. Does that mean that if I'm walking around with my title, whoever looks at it gets a shot? And then he turns to Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, and he goes, don't look at my title, guys. Don't look at it. And then Luke Gallows and <laughs> turn their heads, and they're like staring off into space. It was so funny. It was so good. But he made some good points. He said, as the U.S. champion, he should automatically be number one contender. And it kind of used to be that way where the Intercontinental Champion, and even at some points the U.S. Champion in WCW, became number one contender. I remember when DDP won the uh, U.S. Championship, he became the number one contender and wrestled Sting on Raw. It was one of my favorite WCW matches of all time. Um, it, it, I, I love this segment. They got in the ring. Uh, AJ Styles tore up the contract. But before that, oh, another really good thing is Michael Cole's running his mouth. And AJ Styles says, shut up, Michael Cole, to the yep. biggest pop of the night. <laughs> it was so good. And then they all get in the ring. AJ tears up the contract. And then Braun Strowman th- like, picks up the table and throws it and hits AJ with it. They beat up the OC. We go to commercial. We come back and match one starts. It's Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman versus the OC in a non-title match. I thought it was great. What did you think? I liked it because it incorporated somebody else. It was it, like those two didn't get into a fight. You know, like every right. single contract signing ends up with the two people fighting and someone goes through a table. It's just, it's, it's just, just put it on repeat, right? Just right. hit repeat and play it over and over and over again. But this was good. I, I liked that they did not fight each other. Yeah. They had a little, you know, war of words, you know, cause he's going to get these hands and all that stuff. Right. And blah, blah, blah. Down. You know, so or the the bee slayer. So I was okay. Uh, I really like the fact that someone else came in. And you're right, man. AJ is a great heel, um, and so it it led really really well into um, into the match. Of course, we find out later about a new contract signing next week. Right. But we'll get we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. So it was really interesting. The match was just fine. Uh, the ending was not fine at all. Carl Anderson went for a roll-up. Seth Rollins reversed it into another roll-up and won with the most devastating move in all oh, of yeah. WWE. And I don't know why in the world they had to do this, why they couldn't get a curb stomp. Is it because they didn't want Carl Anderson like knocked out because of what followed the match? Maybe yeah. That's the only thing I can think of, right? Yeah, absolutely. It had to be one of those quick pins so that Carl Anderson would be awake and available to do what was about to happen, which I thought was crap. I didn't really like it. No, I I hate those kind of endings, and WWE does them all the time. But after the match, AJ Styles and the OC are beating up on on Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins, who are finally fighting back. But then Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode come out. Robert Roode. Excuse me. Actually, AJ (laughs) called him Bobby and credited himself. Did you catch that? Yeah. It was good. And so uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. He's not Robert Roode without the mustache, though. uh, uh. Anyway, (laughs) they help. I'm getting off on too many tangents. I'm sorry. They're helping the OC. Come on, Mr. Salty. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, They they help the OC, and then it's five on two, and they stand tall, right? One thing that really bothered me about this is that AJ Styles before the tag team match says, "Why does Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, you know, get an opportunity at the tag champs? They're barely a tag team." And as soon as the match is over, they're all helping each other. It was a little weird. Well, you know, the heels stick with the heels. You know how it yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, but we talked about this that it's it's you know it's it's nice where it's kind of getting back to the whole heel versus face thing. You know, I mean, it's right. you have more than just the the people in the ring, but you have 
oh, the bad guys are going to go against the good guys, no matter who it is. And I like that. Yeah. And it was kind of the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. So it was, it was okay. It was okay. I mean, Um, it's just AJ AJ was just complaining to complain. It it could have been anybody really. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, it could have been anybody after the commercial break, we go to the back and Cedric Alexander is being interviewed by Charlie and for no reason, I guess because he was in the way, the OC just destroy Cedric Alexander. Now, I think what they were trying to do is two things. One, they're probably setting up a U.S. title match for Clash of Champions, don't you think? Um, I think it's more. I think it's more of the reason you're about to say because I yeah. agree. Because I think I know what you're about to say, and I agree with you. Go ahead. Yeah. The <laughs> second reason is because he needed to be injured to wrestle and lose to Baron Corbin to protect protect Cedric Alexander. Now, remember, last week, Cesaro was working on his leg, and the announcer said, oh, his leg is injured. He's going to have to, you know, work around that next week against Baron Corbin. I guess they forgot about that, because not only was his leg not injured, but they re-injured him just with his left arm this time. Right. Made absolutely no sense. Yeah, and, and even when it was happening, I was like, "They're the only reason they're doing this is to let Baron Corbin win later, right?" Because it would be absolutely retarded to have Cedric Alexander look so strong the past like month to lose to Baron Corbin clean, right? Like they, they had to do this just, and then they cover it up with, "Oh, the OC just running roughshod over everybody here in the WWE." No. It's to clean up your crappy writing. Like, that's the only reason. <laughs> I actually, I I wouldn't have had a problem with Baron Corbin going over Cedric Alexander, even though he was being booked strong, because I think that's kind of what the King of the Ring tournament should be. Everything should be, you know, clean finishes. And boy, we're going to get to that some more later, aren't we? Oh, yes, sir. So after that, we had a tag team match with uh, Robert Bobby Roode. <laughs> and DZ Dolph Ziggler, and they beat Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder in about 90 seconds. Does that sound about right? In a match that did not matter. It did not matter at all. All it did was said, hey, look, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler is going to wrestle Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. We need to make them look strong. But at least they didn't fight two jobbers. And boy, are we going to get to that uh, later. Are we going to even talk? Why talk about it? We're going to give it 10 seconds. we got to well, tell the people. The people need say- to know. I will say, Kurt Hawkins looked really good in this match. I like Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. I mean, yeah. they're not my favorites, and they're not the best tag team in WWE, but I wish they'd get more screen time, and I wish the match would have lasted five minutes. I mean, give Kurt, them five yeah. minutes, guys. Kurt, Kurt Hawkins is a is a good wrestler. And, yeah. You know, maybe it's just his 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 character or something, but he's good. Yeah, I think they're both good. I think I, he's, I, just, he's just as good as... Um, the best kept secret, you know. You think he's I, as good as Buddy Murphy. I absolutely think he's just as good as Buddy Murphy. Wow, that's some pretty strong words. Well, I think they're pushing Buddy Murphy to be something more than he is, because okay. Kurt, Kurt Hawkins was Buddy Murphy before Buddy Murphy was Buddy Murphy. Kurt Hawkins was was really good back in the day, but I don't I don't know, man. I, I'm a, of course I'm really high on Buddy Murphy. So, oh, I know, I know you. Yeah, I know. I like him. <laughs> I like him. Um, so we move on to the the women's portion of the show, I suppose, because we get a couple couple women's segments in a row. And I think that's the only time they got on this. Ex- no, that's not true. They were in no, the main event. The main I'm, event. Yeah, main wrong. event. Come on. So we had Lacey Evans walking backstage 
and they said, she's going to face Natalia next. I'm like, okay, I guess we still want to push Lacey Evans. So they come back, and Lacey Evans beats Natalia in a decent match with a terrible finish because she's got the second-worst finisher in all the WWE behind Naomi's weird butt bump. Uh, It's just literally just a punch. And, like, Lacey Evans is a strong woman and stuff. Uh, I mean, she looks cut. She was in the military. But unless you're the big show, you can't can't finish someone with a punch. If you're going to be dropping people on their head. No, if you're going to be dropping people on their head and it's not going to finish them off, you can't. The finish was this. She threw a hanky in Natalia's face, which distracted her, punched her in the face, and pinned her. It was, it was a I, cheap shot. It's a cheap shot, man. You I get someone, so you get someone on a cheap shot, you could knock him out. I hate it so much. So dumb. I don't know. So dumb. You, you know. So you, 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 she, you did she, like she's it. not as well. She's not as big as Nia Jax, you know. So you can't say that she has that kind of strength, right? But you know, it's the 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 what is it called? The woman's right, right? Yeah, it's a cool name. Cool. I mean, yes, it's it's it a cool name her. and. Um, I don't know. Like, if you're in a fight with someone, you get a cheap shot. You can knock them out. You know. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, I was kind of surprised because I expected this match to really be bad. Yeah, it wasn't. It, that wasn't. Bad. it no. wasn't. I mean, we all know Lacey Evans has had her issues, and she yeah. she should not have been given that huge push. No, I think I think like this level of match is good for Lacey Evans. Yeah, and Lacey Evans is such a good character. So they need to, you know, push her in stuff like this. Yeah, and 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 I know it wasn't meant to happen, but like her makeup was kind, of, you know, her her lipstick was kind of on her, you know, uh, smashing her face, and she had some yeah. lipstick on her teeth. I was like, you know what? It's it's kind of a cool look, you know. I mean, yeah, now that she's like been in a fight. She, she got into a fight, she won. I, I don't know. I I didn't mind it. I didn't either. I thought the match was was decent. Like it wasn't you know, Ricochet Drew McIntyre. But of course not. It was, it was good. But I'm a lot higher on Natty than most people are. I think she's very talented in the ring, outside of the ring, talking and stuff. She's, you know, she's she is what she is. Yeah. But in the ring, I'm really high on her, and I think that she, you know, dragged Lacey Evans to a really good match. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought I, I liked Natalia's attitude when she started the match. It was kind of, yeah. a, play, kind of a playful kind of thing, and I just, I think... Um, I thought they had really good chemistry. I'd like to see them fight more. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And next we had Becky Lynch. And she came out and she said, hey, I'm going to beat you up, Sasha Banks. And Sasha Banks came out and said, hey, no, you're not. I'm going to beat you up, Becky Lynch. And like, of course, they said more things, but nothing really caught my attention. Can you remember anything specific that you really want to add to this? Uh, Becky Lynch owned it because she owns every promo uh, with anyone that she has. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like, I, I know it's kind of her shtick to be like, you little weirdo, you know, but yeah. uh, I don't know, I like it. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And she did good. Sasha Banks did, did fine. She does good on the mic. Uh, build it up fine. I'm looking forward yeah. to this match. It's going to be really Me good. Uh, they announced Stone Cold Steve Austin will moderate a contract signing next week between Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, which I assume will be like the main event segment since Stone Cold's in it and Michael Cole's not the one moderating it. Yeah. Shut up, Michael Cole. Shut up, Michael Cole. It was great. <laughs> so good. I love AJ Styles. Um, <laughs> after that, we had the second King of the Ring tournament match of the night, and it is Baron Corbin, who defeated Cedric Alexander. And I know we already kind of touched on this. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the match? Um, well... They they had to have the the segment earlier where Cedric got uh, injured, of course. 
Right. Um, and and I've I've complained about Baron Corbin in the past, and I really feel like Cedric Alexander carried Baron in this match to make Baron look halfway decent. Yeah. Um, I've never been a fan of Corbin's work. I mean, obviously he's very athletic. He's got great uh, uh, signature and finish finisher moves. Um, and the end of days that he did was ridiculous. It was so the, good. The deep six that he got uh, whenever uh, Cedric was jumping in uh, off the ropes. Right. Man, how many spins did he, how many rotations, like two or three? Yeah, I think at least three, maybe even four. It was, it was uh, and insane. Then, oh man, when he landed that, I was like, holy smokes. I, I understand that they want Corbin to go far into this, so they, they had it go this way. But in all, I thought it was a good match. Yeah, it really was. And like I think Baron Corbin can put on fine matches, but I think Cedric Alexander can put on exceptional matches. So you average yeah. those two, two things out, and you had a really good match. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I don't, I don't want to say this was match of the night, but I really liked it. I really did. And if Baron Corbin can do these kind of matches with guys that aren't exceptional wrestlers, like Cedric Alexander or Ricochet, I would probably like him a whole lot more. So... Uh, we move on after this, and then Bailey's in the back, and she's being interviewed. And Charlie's like, hey, have you talked to your best friend, Sasha Banks? And Bailey said, of course I have. She's my best friend. And I can see in her face, she's like, what a stupid question, Charlie. But she didn't think <laughs> that because Bailey's nice, and we all love Bailey, and Bailey's a hugger. Oh, but we've got more to talk about that later. Yeah, we do. I guess that's the stick for this episode. And so Bailey says, you know what? I can't remember exactly what she said, but she basically said, I don't really want to talk about Sasha Banks right now. And then Charlie says, okay, well, let's talk about how Becky Lynch is overshadowing you in not such a blunt way. Bailey says, you know what? I think the SmackDown Women's title is just as important, if not more important, than the Raw Women's title. And at the end of the night, we'll see who overshadows who. Yeah. And it was it was good. It was good. It was It was a good prelude to what was coming. Yeah. Yeah, it really was, and I think most people wouldn't have wouldn't have seen it. I gotta say, there there was a lot of the writing's getting better, especially compared to last week. Woo! Right. Um, because now they're starting to write uh, toward uh, uh, prefacing things that are coming. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that was we, we got a really good glimpse into Bailey looking at her going. I don't want to talk about that right now. How about we talk about the match I'm going to be in tonight? Yeah, exactly. You know? But I do think there are some issues with... I do think there are some issues with the dialogue writing, though, because, like, with Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman talking earlier, and with even Bailey here, like, they they both did a fine job, or they all did fine jobs, but they just... It just sounds so unnatural, especially with Seth and Braun, who constantly yeah. said their catchphrases over and over. Like, I don't know if they're trying to sell T-shirts or what, but it was just not. Ugh. That part was bad. Speaking of bad. Well, sorry, that always happens. Ahead. I know. I was going to say that that always happens. I mean, ever since the WWE started. I mean, See, I don't know, know if that's true but, or not, though, because. But, well, the Rock, the Rock has always asked. The Rock has always asked, "Can you smell what I'm cooking?" Yeah. Stone Stone Cold has always said, "That's the bottom line," because Stone Cold said so. Hulk Hogan's always said, "Let me tell you something, brother." Yeah. So there's just there's just things they're always gonna say every time they have a mic. And I'm not gonna disagree with that because I think catchphrases are a very important part of wrestling promos and wrestling in general. 
But I think that when you have someone like The Rock or Steve Austin or Mick Foley or Hulk Hogan or Macho Man Randy Savage who can really put on a really good promo, they can make it sound natural. And when Seth Rollins says, I'm going to beat you and I'm going to burn it down, and Braun Strowman replies, no, because you're going to get these hands, it just makes me like put my hands over my face and go, oh my gosh, like... Like, did these guys write this, or are they just trying to sell their T-shirts? Like, what is what is the deal? I know, but but we're viewing it through the lenses of thirty plus year olds who have been watching wrestling our entire lives. I guess so. You know, kind of who who's their target audience right now? Kind of like the the younger generation that when they hear this stuff, we're trying to get teens, but I, I don't know how well, that. I mean, even with teens, you know, I mean, they're going to hear this and go, yeah, he's going to show them your hands. You know, so it's, like, it's very different than what when we hear these things. You yeah, know? I get that. That makes sense. So. That makes sense. Uh, so as I was saying, speaking of bad, <laughs> we've got a Viking Raiders and they wrestled uh, two guys that are very small. One of them that I happen to notice that my wife will be very happy. We did, I actually didn't notice this when we were watching it live because I always fast forward these matches. And, uh, one of the guys actually had a stray cats tattoo on his right arm. So after this show is over, I'm going to have to go show it to her. Cause she'll be very excited. That's her favorite band. Yeah. If you have not seen a picture of these jobbers, <laughs> uh, go to, go to Uprocks. go to uprocks.com. You're welcome. There's a free plug for you. <laughs> and and look up the WWE Raw results, and just look at a picture of these guys. Yeah, the one and, guy and then, looks like a small honky tonk man. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then the other guy looks like he was been living in his in a closet. Yep. And doesn't go outside much, and he's just like, yeah, yeah. You talking to me? I mean, it's just these are the two worst possible scenario. To fight the Viking Raiders. This is so dumb. Do you know what would really pay this whole thing off? If the Viking Raiders destroyed jobbers for a couple months and then they went in with like, I don't know, like the, the lowest tier tag team in WWE, maybe like Lucha House Party, and then just got destroyed. And like they, they like completely changed their gimmicks and they were, you know, just whining and they're like, ah, oh, because they were so terrible. It, it would and they were crying about stuff. Like it would be a terrible payoff, but at least it would make sense. This is so bad. You know what I want to see? I want to see the AOP come in and just beat up the Viking Raiders. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Which is sad because the Viking Raiders are so good and we love them so much. But we're just sick of this crap. Just well, No one wants to see this. They used to be good. Yeah. When they were the NXT, so good. They were, they were probably the most popular tag team at that time. Of course, you know, the NXT has a lot of really good talent. Right. But they, they were on the top of the tag team division. And then they come in and it's just like, okay, let's have them beat up jobbers for months. It makes no sense. And I saw them in the Independence as War Machine and they were good. And then I think the first real match I saw them in was the tag team at TakeOver with them versus Aleister Black and Ricochet. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. And it's just amazing Ridiculous. what these guys can do when you bring them up to the main roster and you either don't let them do it or you just ruin them one or the other. So now, from now on, WWE, anytime the Viking Raiders are coming on, this is what you're going to hear. Boo! Yeah, yeah and I'm going to boo them until they wrestle a real tag team. And, and forgive me if I'm wrong because it's been so long I can't remember. 
they did wrestle Hawkins and Ryder, right? Or they, they wrestled like one actual team after we mentioned it, and then they went back to beating jobbers again? Yeah. Uh, was it them or the B team? I don't remember. I can't remember. It was some team that doesn't matter. I think it was Hawkins and yeah. Ryder because when B okay. team was on the tag team turmoil, I thought, oh, I haven't seen them in forever. So uh, That's right. That's right. <laughs> so that's right. Uh, let's, let's move on to something good. We spent like let's six minutes on this crap. Too long. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like we do that every week. We're like, we're not going to talk about this. Then we rant about it because it's so dumb. <sighs> well, next time they do this, we're just going to start the episode off with the Viking Raiders fought jobbers. Yeah. And then next. we're going to move on. Yep. <laughs> so this next segment was great and terrible at the same time, if that's possible. Because you had Samoa Joe and Ricochet in a ring and they got like 12, 15 minutes. Oh, it was awesome. It was so good. It was, I was very, very, very happy. The whole yes. match was great. If you haven't seen it, as soon as this episode is over, find a place to watch it. I'm sure there are things on YouTube. WWE might have even uploaded the match. The match was incredible. But the ending. So Samoa Joe goes for a coquina clutch on the top rope, and Ricochet jumps off, and they fall backwards. They both land hard, and their arms go on top mm-hmm. of each other's chests. And then... Match ends, basically. Counts to three. But who's the winner? Who's the winner? Who knows? We don't know. The referee, John Cohn, who just happens to be the guy that screwed over Baron Corbin a couple times, not actually screwed over Baron Corbin, but who Baron Corbin believes screwed him over, goes out of the ring, and he's on this headset, and you hear him talking, and he's like, yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I saw from my vantage point. Okay, like it's a freaking football game, which it's not. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, when do we start throwing the red flag? I mean, seriously. <laughs> we need a line judge that way when the ref turns his back that no one can cheat. We need a ref on the outside. Maybe, you know, that's a good I idea. Mean, so, I mean, it's a great idea. I wonder why no one in wrestling has thought about it before. Oh, because it's scripted. <laughs> so he's, Ricochet goes up to him and he's like, who won? And the ref says something to the effect of, we'll figure that out later. So he goes to the back, and then Samojo and Ricochet are like fighting to get to the ref. And then Samojo's over it, throws Ricochet in the ring, beats him up a little bit. Then Ricochet gets the upper hand, and we go to commercial. So who won? We don't know. Well, even the, even though they had that kind of weird, you know, weird ending, this was such a good match. It was such um, a good match. You know, whenever Samoa Joe went over the top rope and landed on the ground, I was concerned. I really thought he hurt himself. Because yeah. <laughs> when he hit that ground, it was... I'm sure the people sitting in the front row felt like a shit. Oh, he hit hard. Because He's that was boy crazy. Too. And uh, I, I love that they put these two together, you know. I mean, Samoa Joe is a ground and pound him. Ricochet is a, you know, jump all over the place. And even though they had two completely different styles, what a story. Yeah. I mean, it was, I, you know, we talked a little bit about the AEW, how, you know, some matches were storytellers and some were just, let's have a match to have a match. Well, this was the best of both. I mean, you had, you had the, the awesome moves and you had some just classic wrestling. Ricochet, Ricochet is, I gotta say, man, Ricochet is like the best of both worlds when it comes to that. He really is. He can be a flippy crap wrestler and he can go in there with the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers and he can jump off ladders through tables and be amazing. And he could get in the ring with Cody Rhodes or Triple H 
and put on just an absolutely classic, classic style match. I believe so, man. I think he's the real deal. He he could go a really long way. Yeah, and he's got a really cool look too. The kids love him. He he's going to get pushed to the moon. I hope so. Yeah. Um, after that, I think first we had the Firefly Funhouse, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, these next three segments could be out of order, so forgive me. We had the Firefly Funhouse, and who boy, was it good. <laughs> it was real good. The Bray Wyatt's, they show the Firefly Funhouse, and Bray Wyatt apologizes to Finn Balor. And he shows all of his friends, which is hilarious because Rambling Rabbit has a sign that says help and he like pushes them back down to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that it was, was so funny. I actually rewound it and watched it again. <laughs> and uh, of course, he's got Huskus there and Mercy and uh, Abby. And he says, you know, these guys help me control my temper, but the fiend. No, 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 no. He, he says, these guys help me heal my pain, but the fiend helps me inflict pain Mm -hmm. and then so devil vince mcmahon puppet comes back (laughs) and he says how dare you challenge braun or seth rollins which is the first time we've heard of this of course we saw it on the dirt sheets but it wasn't made official on any wwe tv and demon vince mcmahon says how dare you challenge seth or braun don't you know how valuable they are they need to be protected which was hilarious and then demon vince mcmahon says you're and then Bray says, wait a minute, before you finish that, look how much money I've made. And so he grabs this huge thing of money and shows it to Vince McMahon, who sees dollar signs in his eyes. <laughs> He's like fanning himself with the money. He takes a $100 bill and feeds it to devil Vince McMahon, who eats the money and leaves. <laughs> was so good. It's so awesome. It. It's one of the best, if not the best, Firefly Fun Houses we've ever had. Yes. It's absolutely the best since the original eight. It, it was it was incredible. And then he he says he, he references Hell in a Cell, and then he says, Let me in, and that was the end. Well, it was just, so good. He just looks at him and goes, I'll see you in hell. And he's so happy. <laughs> yeah, he's so happy about it. Like it's just I'll see you in hell. Let was, me in. Bye! It was, it was so good. It was so good. We had Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman in the back, and Braun comes back and he's telling Seth, I don't trust you and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I heard the great things he said about you on Skype the other day. I don't think he called it Skype, but you, you get the picture. It was that right. terrible Skype interview. Even though Stone Cold's awesome, and I'm glad they're not doing that anymore, by the way. It was like a two-week thing. And then Seth says, really, dude, I know that I've turned on my friends, but I also know what it feels like to have my best friend stab me in the back. Hashtag John Moxley. And yep. uh, and he's like, and plus, do you think Stone Cold would do this to you? And Braun's like, well, if he does, he's going to get these hands because you can't say anything without using your stinking catchphrase. Oh. <sighs> I just uh, know how to beat people with these hands. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, AJ Styles said that at the beginning of the show. It was so good. Best Braun Strowman impression I've ever seen. <laughs> so then you've got John Cullen in the back and he's in, being interviewed by one of the girls. I don't remember which one. Doesn't matter. And yeah, and she says, Hey, who who actually won? And Baron Corbin comes up and says, You know what? I can tell you who won. 
It was nobody. They're both disqualified, and I get a bye. <laughs> well, John Cohn says, actually, WWE management says that they both advance. So, sorry, bro, and drops the mic and walks away. He didn't literally drop the mic, but he should have because yep. it was great. It's good. So next week we're going to have a triple threat match. Um, here's here's the thing. The match is going to be good, right? Oh, it's going to be great. But it better it better be good because if not, I'm gonna be really pissed off. Yeah, it's just what is the point? It's the King of the Ring tournament. Just have a winner, guys. Have a guy win. Have a guy lose. Move on. Like, are they protecting Baron Corbin so either Samoa Joe or Ricochet can get to the next round without him taking a pinfall? Like, what is what is the point of this? I don't. I didn't like this at all. I don't know. Uh, maybe because they know that Baron Corbin can't have a good match on his own, so he ke- they keep pairing him up with people who are really good. You know, yeah. what I mean, think we just I just talked about how Cedric Alexander like carried him in this match. So next week we're gonna have. You know, especially if we hear these rumors about Baron winning. Right. So, so they're going to have Samoa Joe and Ricochet kill each other and then Baron Corbin clean up the, the mess. I, I, I guarantee you that's what's going to happen. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, then we had The Miz versus Cesaro. And let me tell you, Miz is usually pretty good. Cesaro is one of my favorite workers on the roster. And this was not good. Mm-mm. It was not good. It was too short. Cesaro lost for no reason. The Miz is an absolute joke. I absolutely ranted, even though I knew he was going to win, to my beautiful wife because I said, I can't take The Miz seriously. He couldn't avenge his father. He is a dork, and until he turns heel, I will never take him seriously again, and I mean that. I can't stand The Miz, even though I love The Miz. I know it makes no sense, but he's a dork. He should never win a match again until he turns heel. Wow, so he's just automatically a dork. He is. I mean, wow. the dude, he lost to Shane McMahon because of Shane's sweat. Come on. He lost to Shane McMahon because Shane's last name is McMahon. It's just, <laughs> it so stupid. I it know. So stupid. I, I, I wasn't happy with this because of the fact that we've been talking about how um, how Cesaro is just on this losing streak. Like, is yep. he the new... Sammy uh, Zane. Or Kurt Hawking? Like, yeah. Uh, it's annoying because... We didn't talk about this at all, but NXT uh, put on uh, NXT UK put on a a, uh, a show the other day, and Cesaro was on it and won. Yeah, so and it's like the match was amazing. It was amazing. So it's like, so is that the only way we're going to see Cesaro like be awesome? Then if so, then send him to NXT UK. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, so good. I watch just, it. Just do it. I mean, because he's too good to be losing to the freaking Miz. I know. It makes Come no sense. On. There's like, not that many guys that I would follow around, but I would watch Cesaro wherever he goes. Yeah, and I think that he could really help with some of the, the NXT UK talent. I mean, they're really good, don't get me wrong, but it would be cool to add him to that mix because I'd love yeah. to see him fight Walter. I just yeah, I would love awesome. to see that. That would be so good. Yeah. So good. Um, we've had a backstage segment with Rey Mysterio, and Rey Mysterio says, I'm so glad that my son talked me out of retiring. I still have things left to do, and I'm going to accomplish them. And that's pretty much all there was to it. But it was it was fine. I, I am mean, so I, I really needed that push from Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do, uh, Dom, Dominic is not a great actor. Rey Mysterio is though. I like Rey Mysterio's promo. Hey, I think he's pretty you know, good. You could hear the crowd pop like almost every time he stopped talking. 
he's such a good wrestler. And he's yeah, a good he promo is. too. And even though he's older, he's still got it, man. I don't know why they're not totally. pushing him. People love Rey Mysterio. He oh, would yeah. sell tickets. I don't I don't get it. He's great. He's great with uh with every fan base. I know. I mean, everyone loves Rey Mysterio and he's awesome with kids, which makes the which makes the moms love him. Yep. And and all the dads and the guys like us like him because he's been around forever and he puts on great matches. Mm-hmm. He sure does. So but let's yeah. uh, let's let's talk about something real quick. So this man hates when wrestlers get old. He won't push them. So forty four year old Rey Mysterio can't do anything, but forty nine year old Shane McMahon can bury the roster. Uh, don't forget Brock freaking Lesnar. Yeah, he, he's not a young pup either. He's getting up there, and yet, you know. They gave him the Universal Championship for no reason. Yeah, Brock Lesnar's forty-two, so that's he, old enough. Yeah, I think you're you're probably right. Uh, it's only two years younger than Rey Mysterio, so I don't I don't know. Rey Mysterio's a much better wrestler than Bron than Brock Lesnar. So Brock Lesnar doesn't know how to wrestle. Yeah, just, uh, let's move on to something something very very good. Something yes, very, let's very do good. that. Main event time. Main event, and you've got what did they call it? The Women's Championship Showdown or something? It had a name. I don't uh, care. Yeah, it was the showcase. Yeah, showcase. That's it. And it was Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch and SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey versus Women's Tag Team Champions Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. And uh, this was really good. Now I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't think the match was anything special, but it didn't have it to okay. be. It was. It was really short, and it went to commercial yeah. break in the middle of it. So the match was longer than what we saw, but we only saw a few minutes. Sasha Banks comes out almost immediately. And Becky's in the ring, and you know she starts yelling at Sasha, and then Bailey like is holding Becky back. We go to commercial, we come back, they're wrestling some more, and Becky Lynch is getting the the upper hand against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, and Sasha Banks attacks her. Surprise, surprise, right? Because they don't want anyone to right. lose. Uh, why don't you tell me about what happened afterwards? So um, Sasha goes in, gets uh, gets Becky down. Um, and then she goes and gets the chair. See, when she came down to the ring to begin with, she also had a chair with her. Yep. So, so she grabs her, her chair. She gets, uh, she hits Becky a couple of times and then Bailey runs in and grabs the chair from Sasha. Like, you know, like, what are you doing? Right. Right. And so Sasha's looking at her like, like, you know, aren't you my friend? Why are you stopping me? Bailey looks at her. Bailey looks back and just hits Becky Lynch with a chair, and that was the pop of the night. I mean, it was crowd huge. went nuts. Which people love Bailey, but they don't love yes. her character. So this new heel Bailey, and people obviously love Becky Lynch. So it wasn't this we hate Becky type pop. Right. It was the yes, this is what we all wanted. We've wanted this for years. Yes. Finally, we get a heel Bailey. My only. Kind of complaint would be Sasha and Bailey being together again, but you know what? I, in this case, I think it makes sense. Yeah, and and so after the crowd just goes crazy, she keeps hitting her with the chair, and then the yes chant starts. Yeah, you know, it's like yes, 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 and of course, you know, Sasha is smiling and they hug and because they're huggers, exactly. and so uh, and it, it just it ends with you know uh, Becky's like grabbing the rope trying to get herself and they go out of the ring. And, and the only thing I can see here is I can see them because this is what everyone wanted Cena to do. Right. Right. I mean this, cause Bailey is the, the female Cena essentially. So, 
So they wanted, everyone has wanted to see this. So we're going to see what we thought we wanted. Exactly. And then we can decide whether we like it or not. Because what's going to happen, what I think is going to happen is, and if, if, if I can go ahead and say this. Go ahead. Is I think that Sasha and Becky will have their match. Bailey will be a heel for a little bit with Sasha. And then Sasha will turn on her and Bailey will go back to a face eventually. Now, this right. will take time so that Bailey doesn't stay a heel because I don't think that that would be good for her. Right. I think it's good for her to have this time with her buddy, but then Sasha turns on her and then we can hear Corey Graves say, I told you, I told you she was always for herself. I, I've been saying it for the whole time. Blah, blah, blah. But that's what I think is going to happen. And I loved it, man. It was great. Yeah, it was really, really good. And they cut to, they basically ended the show really, really quickly. So that was cool. It wasn't like Sasha and Bailey were walking to the back. Like things were still happening in the ring. And I like it when the show cuts out like that. Yeah. So how would you grade this Raw? So I got to say, man, I was pretty impressed with, with this Raw. Okay. I, uh, you know, the Miz-Cesaro match was kind of bleh. bleh. Um, I, I thought both King of the Ring matches were great. I actually thought the Lacey Evans match was really good. Yeah. The tag team matches were solid. You know, even if we weren't happy with them, they were solid right. matches. The only blip, the only blip was the stupid Viking Raiders. <laughs> it was pretty bad. So F. So, no, so, no. Th- no, so this is what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to pretend like that match did not happen. Okay. I'm going to block it out of your mind. And I'm going to give this, I'm going to pretend it didn't happen. And this is getting an A. Really? I'm going to pretend like that match did not happen. I was so excited to see Bailey turn heel. <laughs> Uh, and I was impressed. I mean, honestly, the King of the Ring matches were good. I they mean, were. they really were good. And so I'm I'm giving it an A. Well, the great thing about this show is it opened really well with AJ Styles and closed really well with a Bailey heel turn. Yes. So I think that when a show opens and closes really well, that that you you remember it more fondly than maybe it actually was. And some of these things in this show was were really good. And both the King of the Ring matches were great. Uh, but it was kind of tainted because of the Cedric Alexander injury that they no sold last week's injury. So they just made up a new one. And then there was no real winner with the other King of the ring match. Uh, that just kind of, kind of bothered me. Um, I thought the show was at least enjoyable though. Like there were a couple times where I'm like, why did this happen? But for the most part, especially considering it's raw, I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was bad at all. I thought most of it was at least entertaining. I don't think it was nearly as good as you do, though. I'm going to give this show a B minus. It's okay. It's still passing. Yeah, yeah, definitely still passing. <laughs> passing with a good grade, right? It's, Above yeah, average. I mean, it's not like the crap they were doing not too long ago. Right, right. So, so. The, the the top comment on this website is Shane McMahon can survive a school crushing finale, but Cesaro can't. Worst part of the episode. <laughs> that was frustrating. That's yeah, frustrating. That was yeah. bad. But um, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to play a game today. We have a hurricane heading our way, and I have a lot of editing to do, so we're going to go ahead and stop off right now. Do you want to add anything else, Chris, before we end the show? Uh, no, no. It's just if, if you listen to the last show, there was a little bit of a uh, little heat at the end, and I'm going to go ahead and say that Heel Chris is about to come out. Okay, Hill Chris can't uh, can't wait because you haven't been Hill Chris the whole time. Are you gonna take a chair and beat Kyle and I up? 
Well, I'm thinking about it. Okay. Maybe we'll have that video <laughs> on uh, on our Facebook page. Ladies and gentlemen, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WrestleLife. I'm sorry, at Instagram at WrestleLife Radio, on Twitter at WrestleLife Pod. You can follow Chris on Instagram and Twitter at? At Chris Cumby. You can follow Kyle on Instagram at Kyle.Pauly. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at WrestleLifeMatt. Again, thank you so much. Please check out our new logo. It's really cool. Kyle worked very hard on it. Uh, and hopefully we'll have some intro music pretty soon as well if we uh, all you know, survive this hurricane, right? Right. Hashtag things are getting dark. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Please like, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends about us. Tell us about these. Tell them about these three ridiculous guys that talk about wrestling and are just goofy for about I don't know two and a half, three hours a week. Uh, y'all have a really good night. Rock you like a hurricane.